Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. Welcome to episode 71. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Hope you had a nice break. Uh, talked about some cool cards. Uh, got myself one of them. I got myself a uh, Tombstone Stairwell. Love it. Haven't played it yet, but I love it. Very I'm sure. I'm sure everybody else who listened also picked up Tombstone Stairwell. Yeah. I'm sure that's the reason why the price is spiking through the roof right oh, now. Cornering the market. I our, our our humble little podcast. That's right. Um, today we uh, thought we'd start this season off fresh, talk about our some of our favorite things. Uh, and I thought, you know what? You know what's the best kind of deck? A two-color deck. Ooh. And then I thought about all the other possibilities. There's uh, a zero-color deck. There's a one-color yeah. deck. There's a three-color deck. There's a four-color deck. All right, so c- certainly you must have some basis for this, this assumption. Oh. You didn't just simply say, you know, I think two-color. That's the best. You know, I do. I do have a basis. Um, I, I've been reaching into some three-color decks lately, and it's just... It's fine. Um... I can never imagine doing a four-color deck. You know, the, a lot of the a lot of the legendaries aren't there yet. Um, For me, actually, I think the problem with four-color decks, mm-hmm. I think they're either oppressive or boring. Or yeah, both. right. Like I have no desire to build Atraxa or Brea, mm. um, and honestly, I can't even tell you the name of the other ones. So, I, yeah, I'm just I'm not. I'm just not excited about four color, and honestly, Idris? there's no. I think Idris is one. There's just no reason for me to get. Yeah, I think we've got what, like five or six, four color single single. Uh, legendaries, I and think, then we've got the, right. the I think partner four, pairs. Right, I think four color decks. There's just no restriction. Right. You're doing four color good you're, stuff, you're, and that's well, yeah. You're building a five color deck. Right. That just happens to be missing one color. Well, if you've got four out of five, you're doing whatever you want anyway. Yeah, you're looking at your deck that you had already, you have a pile of cards, and you're like, you know what, This I already have the least of this color. I mean, obviously, I'm exaggerating to make a point, but, uh, I mean, it kind of goes the same with five color. There, obviously, with five color, there's no restriction, uh, unless you're bu- building Cody, but that's different. Um, and with five color... I've seen time and time again, and this is kind of, I don't want to bring up Golos, but like a lot of the Golos decks were just five color good stuff. Um, right. Golos and, just made, just made them gooder stuff. Right. And I think just in general, it point one, if you're going to go higher than two color, even with three color, your mana base can't be that simple. And that's kind of where it loses me. Like that's the biggest thing for me is when dealing with not with with more than two color. Um, I don't want to think about you know the thirty some odd non basics that I'm putting in um, to to reach over those three colors. And uh, I don't want. I mean, honestly, what I end up doing is probably putting in like seven or eight two or three color uh, non-basics and then just filling it up with basics. I mean, 
I I've really I've rarely run into trouble running just mostly basics, especially with the advent of treasure. But um, you know, sometimes treasure gets you that necessary pip where you need it. Um, but going over three three color is it just seems so stressful for me. <laughs> You're dedicating for, for, so much yeah. of well, what your deck wants to do to fixing rather than right. ramping. See, and for me, less so. Mm. I have a ton of dual lands from you know the the various sets right. to the point where, honestly, I feel very confident I can run a five color without putting any strain on the mana base. Yeah, that's that's where I think I, I'm at. To me, though, uh, building a four or five color deck. It's not building around a commander at that point. It's, I've got this cool idea, but it needs a lot of different color, colored cards to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm going to build a five-color deck, I want to build something that's cool and funky and that has interactions that need particular cards. Yeah. Great. In that case, then your commander is just an add-on. It's like, okay, so what are you trying to do with your deck? It's this. Okay, well, then... Of the available five color commanders, I think this one might be the best one to help supplement that in right. some way. It's not about, you know, if I'm building a five color deck, I'm not going to go look for the commander and then build down from there. I'm going to reverse it. And honestly, I'm just not. It takes a lot of the character out mm -hmm. of the deck. Um, I mean, you know, you've got things like Idris, which, you know, Cascade, very cool. Um, there are a lot of interesting things you can do with that deck, but from a grander scope, they end up doing a lot of the same thing. Uh, same thing with the Traxa, same thing with uh, the one you had just said. Brea. Brea. Um, going up to five color, it's even more so. You know, you've got certain cards that you're more inclined to play. You know, you're smothering tides, you're... Uh, other staple uh you know you've got cards that in the grander meta seem to show up more and more because they fit certain niches that you kind of need or yeah. just see more play uh and so when you add that fifth color the slots that you have for cards that don't fit those slots uh decreases so when you when you play more colors the less choice you have about what you're putting in your deck you know if you're even not fully optimizing your deck but just kind of being baseline well uh, you can just choose the best card right for it whereas if you're well okay that's not fair you choose, <laughs> you choose the best card available for it and then you're choosing the next best and the next best and the next best. Yeah. And that though that top that top four may variably spread over three colors. Well, if you're only building fewer color decks, then you gotta dig deeper into that well. Maybe you are still taking that the first card because it's in the color that you're running, but the second, the third, and the fourth choices are going to are bound to not be as good as they would be 
if you were running all five colors because you're just simply choosing the best option. Yeah. Whereas if you're sticking with one with one or two colors, you're going to have to dig a lot deeper to find cards that do that. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too because I mean, this can even be extrapolated through three colors where um I think three colors is a more of a sweet spot than four or five. Um, but I think that the restriction that two colors puts on you uh, is a nicer, like, it gives a bit more uh, of a personal touch to right. the deck than being like, oh, like, well, I wish, you know. Uh, for example, uh, my Lelia deck is a one-color deck. Then it does a very similar thing to Prosper, which is a two-color deck. Prosper wants you to exile things and then play things from exile. Right. Uh, with Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate, one of the commander decks is a green-red play things from exile deck. Now, part of me is like, oh, I could combine those three colors and have this play from exile deck, red, green, and black. Jund, cool. But then you just end up finding every card that does that thing that would be super prime for that thing and then having to find a commander to back it up um it's kind of a similar thing with your five color idea but uh i don't know with there like the thing that i would have to find with a three color deck is I want to find the commander first, obviously. I mean, this is the thing that I want to do when I'm building any commander deck, is start with the commander that does the thing that you want it to do. Um, Try to build around that, and then kind of even it out so that it's not solely leaning on your commander. My Lelia deck very much leans on my commander. I've got enough things in the deck to smooth that out so that, you know, either give her protection or ramped crazy so that I can just continue to play her and she has haste and great. For me, I mean, part of the reason that I like, I don't know if I like it more Mm -hmm. than two color, um, I feel like the commanders in three colors are more varied. Uh, Too many times I feel like a two color commander gets slotted into a very specific you know, a lot of commanders do whatever that particular guild does. Mm-hmm. So it can get kind of rote. You end up having to dig to find somebody who does something a little different in two color to make that work. Whereas three color, there isn't quite that uh, homogeneity mm. in the in those commanders. Now, you know, I say that, and you know, you'll be far hard pressed to find a Mardu commander that is you know that does something different from the other mardu commanders but right um you know i look at you know i think about some of the the three color decks that i've built and i feel like they're sort of you know they do something that is just kind of different for that color um, yeah and you know when you're talking about queen marchesa i mean she's mardu and she does something a little different than most mardu decks um and uh, Marches of the Black Rose, and um, I've got a couple, of, just a couple other. Yeah, you know, I think colors. I think they do something a little different, and I like that setup. Um, 
I think Wizards definitely... I mean, so, like, I think with Three Colors, a lot of the legendaries do kind of open up to a bit more vague idea of what they want their deck to do, which kind of gives you a bit of wiggle room to give it a bit of personality. Uh, But it's interesting, too, because, I mean, like you said, Mardu generally wants to do a very specific thing. Uh, Abzan wants to do a very specific thing. Um, You know, tokens, counters, etc. And I think the more we're seeing these three-color legendaries printed... um, the more you realize, I mean, the more you see wizards kind of leaning on certain three color combos yeah. than others, I mean, which is they, they are going to start going that route, right? That's that's a given, but they're not there yet, right? I don't feel. Uh, I still feel like I get a little bit of variety between those those colors. Um, something else I like with the three color, and I don't really know if you even want to call it three color. It's when you've got, you know, when you've got partners mm. that be, that make your deck three colors, because realistically, it's kind of, to me, partners at very much are the idea of check out my two color deck, <laughs> and I got this bonus color, mm. especially with the like the single color. Uh... The single color partners. The single color partners from Commander Legends. They right. very much are like, oh, I just wanted to add a, this color to this commander type right. of thing. Um, and to me, those feel like, uh, you know, I have this great two color deck that I've been using for a long time. Wouldn't it be nice and spicy if I could add a third, mm. you know, add a third color to the mix to do something a little bit different or have access to a different set of creatures or something along that line and so it you know so technically it's a three color deck but in practice it's a two color deck that you've now just sort of buffed up yeah you really you know your the targets and everything you've done it doesn't really change you've just bumped up the color by one uh, just to add a little more variety and yeah I think with three color what's interesting is that Obviously, building the mana base is a bit more complicated. Whether you're going all in on duels, yeah. quote unquote duels, you know, two, three color lands uh, that come in tapped or not. Uh, or if you're going heavy on basics, mm-hmm. then the, like, it's going to be more complicated regardless. Um, Trying to find that split, trying to find, you know, what colors you need earlier, etc. Finding what is your tertiary color. Um, yeah. And how much of a splash is it? I mean, I just built a deck that uh, I haven't played yet. I think I'm going to play it tonight. Um, it's uh, Kazer, Ruthless Stalker, and Ukima, Stalking Shadow. Sure. Um, so it's green, blue, black. Um, and when I was putting the colors, when I was putting the colors, when I was putting the basics in and uh, the handful of duels that I ended up putting in, I was realizing that the color uh, spread was very even, you know, a okay. very, very even amount of pips across all cards uh, in all colors. And it became very difficult to figure out, you know, I've got... I think it, I think I ended up putting in about 
30-ish basics. And I had to figure out, you know, like I can't just go 10, 10, and 10 because there are some colors right. that I want earlier in the game, even if it's a, a low-cost... Even spread in the deck if, right. if you're looking for a lot of... Yeah. Because, um, I mean, even to the point of like, you know, I want to put in a, a little less black so that I can get that green and the red or the green and the blue early uh, so that because, it, you know, you've got your, your graveyard recursion, but you don't need that until late game or later game generally. Right. Uh, so you want less swamps, for instance. Um, but beyond that, beyond putting the lands in the deck, you also have to figure out how you're going to mull. You know, you, you can't yeah. just be like, oh, I've got one of each color. I'm good. Uh, because if you want to figure out, you know, if you need green super early, make sure you've got that green. Right. Well, um, these are these are some of the challenges of a three color deck. Yeah. I mean, yes, you, obviously you're mulli you're, you're going to mulli a little more aggressively because you know you've got three colors, so it's yeah. a little harder to get that representation in your opening hand. Um, the other part is. Uh, the ramp package in a two or a, or a single color deck mm -hmm. is just getting more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas the ramp package in a three color or more deck has to play, has also has to play the role of color fixing. Yeah. You know, you can't just have everything say you you need to be able to have to to go out and access all of your colors because I mean, and we've all been there where you've got a lot of two colors, but nothing of the third mm. and you're you know fighting 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 and you know what do you do you pull a mana rock for the two colors that you already have mm -hmm. I, you have to be you know you have to be aware of that when you're setting up your ramp package so um you know that's why you see a lot more at least i think you're going to see a lot more search for uh a forest or a plains in the three and the four color, three, four, and five color decks because it lets you search for a duel. Yeah. Um, so you can go down that route, um, I think. But it's definitely something to keep in mind. Um, and like I say, it's just it's another layer of complexity that, that gets added to those, the decks with more colors. Yeah. I, I just like, I, I think about four or five color decks and it, I just get exhausted, even just thinking about where to start. Right. Um, I don't, I personally, me, Andy, uh, I don't want to deal with that stress from the get-go. Uh, you know, you can easily find synergies amongst different colors and go from there, but it just, it's ultimately going to come back to, there's going to be a kink in your plan that you weren't expecting, and it's going to just make the 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 process unfun right uh, i know that i mean with most when when I, when I get into decks that involve more than two colors mm -hmm. invariably i mean we all end up with more cards than we're going to put in the deck but when i'm making decisions as to what cards to cut quite often i'm looking at it saying uh you know i've got my green black blue deck mm. and there's not as much blue okay so now any any blue card that costs two blue, that's an easy cut because I don't want to have to have two of my least 
my my least used land. Right. Um, also, do I really want to include blue cards that cost one blue? <laughs> if I, especially if I'm looking to play them in the early game. Right. Because you're less likely to get that card, and these are sort of these are things that I think about when I'm doing when I'm building the deck. So, you know, it's one thing if your deck is primarily green black with a splash of blue. Remember that it is a splash. Remember that your mana base only supports a splash, and you know, yeah. choose your cards accordingly. So, when you when you're building three four color decks, um, the thing that I always keep in mind is. Yes, like, what if you draw this and you don't have that second pip? Or what if you draw this early game, you want to play it, but you don't have even that single pip? Right. And a lot of what I come down to, and this ends up maybe swaying the whole deck, is do I need this third color? Um you know, with the example earlier of like, oh, like I could make this crazy exile and play from exile deck where it's jund colors. Do I need that green or do I need that red? I mean, yes, in this case, you'd need that red. Do I need the black? Um, and right. if you can bring it back down to two colors, then you're going to have an easier time not only building the deck, but even better, doing the deck, like playing it and sure. having it do deck. Uh, something else to keep in mind mm. when you start getting into three colors with your mana base you need more lands that produce those colors Yeah, and you have to be aware of that two color decks that's less less of an issue so cards like strip mine that don't produce any color they're more likely to fit into your, your two color and your, mm. your monocolor decks so uh, is it really any surprise that two guys who have a podcast called Temple of the False Pod <laughs> are not really super excited about four-color, five-color, and to some extent three-color decks? Just because, well, let's be fair, even with 40, car 40 lands in your deck, having the temple there may be putting too much of a strain on the rest of your mana base Yeah, because it doesn't produce mana of a color. Now, again, my... My attitude is Temple of the False God. Great card, great land. You should put it in and just make sure that the rest of your mana base is, you know, pushing, hard, enough, yeah. pushing hard to support it. But, um, you know, that may not be, for some, that may not be an option. So it's just, you know, you have, again, one more, uh, one more thing to be aware of as you're building, as you're building your deck. You really can't have a massive, uh, glut of lands that don't produce any color at all so yeah um let's throw it to break and when we get back we'll talk about why we would play two over one or why people aren't playing enough of one color yeah deck. um so we'll be right back This episode of Temple of the False Pod is brought to you by the Tourism Bureau on the city of Ravnica. Come on down to the city of Ravnica and visit your favorite guild. We've got two colors for you, whichever ones you want. From the bottom depths of the Golgari Swarm to the high up in the sky Azorius Senate. Everything you need right here in the city of Ravnica. And if you're lucky, you can have a delicious meal and show at the Cult of Rakdos. 
So book your tickets now on your closest weatherlight and come to the city of Ravnica, where everything is twice as nice. See our living guild pact and live your best gruel life. We're not responsible for any damages done when visiting the Colpractus or the Rook Land. And now back to you. Ah, oh, we're back. We're talking about two-color decks because they're the best, right? Maybe. Who knows? I don't think we've decided. I have not decided. Uh, we've talked about three-color decks, four-color decks, five-color decks. Four and five, if you want to play them, go for it. It's just uh, not our cup of tea. Three is getting there, uh, and I think they have a lot to offer. Uh, so we figured we'd, we'd start talking about one-color decks uh, in context of two color decks um so i mean what what i was thinking when i when i thought of this episode was like it's easy it's easy to do a two color deck uh there are so many two color legendaries out there um you can find something that you want to do and build from there um and that might just be because there is this this uh, ubiquity of two color uh, legendaries and I mean the more I think about it the more I realize too that not enough people are playing one color decks do you know how easy it is to build a, a, a mana base for one color deck the thing with the one color deck mm -hmm. while the mana base is significantly easier mm -hmm. the deck itself gets a lot harder um just as, you know, when you've got a four-color, like I was saying before the break, when you've got the four-color deck, mm -hmm. how you're choosing the best of virtually, the best cards in virtually all of Magic for for whatever it is you're looking for, when you go down to one color, you are digging real deep, mm. uh, especially with some of the colors, to find cards that, you know, that do what you need, need to get done. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, finding card draw in white usually meant that you were digging into artifacts yeah. to get that card draw. Or you were looking at something else. And even now, uh, you know, white is so much better in card draw, but they're so much better because of a very small handful of cards. Right. So do you want to build all of your mono white decks knowing that the default you know that your deck could just be so much better if you had smothering tide in it right and, and i mean honestly and if you're not running it then you start saying to yourself okay well you know am i intentionally trying to run a, a lower powered deck because that's what you're doing right and i think even with that too like because there are so few from my aspect I can't afford a Smothering Tithe for every white deck I have. I can't afford an Archaeomancer's, Archaeomancer's map, whatever yes. it is. Uh, yeah, Master of Ceremonies is another one. Master of Ceremonies. Thinking. I mean, there's like, you know, you've got card draw, you've got uh, ramp in like this handful of cards that do it right. even just fairly well. Yeah. Um, you know, we're starting to see Knight of the White Orchid be not as like top tier white ramp as it once was because they are making these better cards but there's so few of them they're going to be expensive um monetarily uh and i think like 
it is good that we're starting to see them. Mm-hmm. And I think in a few years, with any sort of real reprint, um, Smothering Tithe and the like will see a bit of drop in right. price. It will be more accessible. Yeah. Whether or not it will be a fairly priced card is not up to me. Not right. not a thing that I want to get into because we're not a finance podcast. Um, but I think like it just kind of goes to show that each color has its downfall. I mean, red still really can't deal with enchantments. Black still also kind of can't deal with enchantments. It's got a handful of cards. Yeah. But, uh, you know, those downfalls really start to show when you only have that one color. Right. Well, um, and those limitations, mm-hmm. they're part of what I like about, yeah. about monocolor. I don't want, I don't necessarily want to build a deck that has every answer in it and has it in quantities that, you know, say that, okay, if I don't already have it in hand, then I should find it in the next couple of turns. Right. Um, I, I like having having the greater restriction um, that that a monocolor deck has. And, yeah. you know, I mean, half of, to me, half of the joy is finding cards that, you know, people have never seen or, you know, when somebody has to reach across the table to say, can I see that? <laughs> I mean, that's the best. Um, that's, you know, part of, Part of knowing that I built a successful deck is finding these cards that you know are still decent. Right. And, you know, I'm not throwing chaff in there, and uh, you know, just because somebody doesn't know what it is, I want to find a card that people haven't seen in a long time that works with the deck. But uh, and monocolored lets you do that to some extent better than a lot of other options because you don't have to dig as deep. Yeah, and I think too, in the same breath, like the idea that certain colors can't do anything yeah like certain things uh allows you to not worry about like oh i have to take the whole table on with this deck right Um, it gives you that opportunity to open your mouth during the game and be like hey can somebody take care of this obviously i can't um yeah you know while you've got the two and three color charms those are very restrictive in like well I need the Rakdos Rakdos charm in any color or in any deck that's got red and black uh, type of thing. Yeah. uh, Where, you know, if you're just playing red, you've got things that you know you can't do. So you stop worrying about not being able to do them and you put more cards that are going to do deck. Right. It's going to follow the plan that your deck wants to do. And you get a little bit more wiggle room with being able to do the thing your commander wants to do. Right. Uh, which I just really enjoy. Um, you know, with red, you've got a handful of counter spells that should see play. You know, if you've got your Tybalt's Trickery, you've got uh, Red Elemental Blast. Uh, red Elemental Blast? Yeah. Um, that, you know, are great for countering counters. Uh, and they allow you to progress your own game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, playing with less colors means that your opponents will also know that you can't deal with certain threats and allows you to open up to strategy 
to right. get your opponents to be somewhat on your side for the time being if you are facing a threat. Um, yeah. And I, I love that about mono and two-color decks. Um, but I think, like, ultimately two-color decks kind of wins out because you can splash that second color. You can go heavy on that second color and end up giving it a bit more personality where you wouldn't be able to with, you know... That's that's why so many people are like, oh, well, white is a great, like, helper color. It, it does great to help the deck along. But if you're going to have a mono-white deck, for the reasons we've talked about, like, there are certain things that you're going to find in the deck because white can only do so much in certain things. Right. But, obviously, with more and more sets coming out and Wizards understanding that this is a problem... We're seeing more primary white cards, um, which is exciting, honestly. Um, right. Um, I still like. I still like the challenge of of the monocolored deck. Oh, definitely. Um, I think that there are. Uh, to me, I, you know, you take a monocolored commander. Mm-hmm. And then start building around it and, and looking, you know, noting all of the spots where it's like, wow, you know, this would be so much better if I could include card X. Right. That's the whole point. <laughs> the deck, does, you know, I don't think I want the deck to be that powerful in the first place. There's already plenty of power floating around, plenty of powerful cards floating around. I don't think our, I don't think we need to have decks that are ramped through the nines to you know to play to be playing at our at our kitchen tables um you know in, enjoy a lower powered uh a lower powered effort and you know and then having said that there are plenty of monocolored decks which have plenty of power because uh, you are you are really focusing you know you're moving in with laser focus on certain things because uh, i know that uh, there are plenty of mono green or mono black decks, and nobody's going to accuse at least some of them of not being powerful enough to be able to hang with a deck, <laughs> you know, hang with a, a multicolored deck. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, there is a level of restriction with monocolor, definitely. Um, but I think that most of those decks can work their way around it, and a lot of them have a lot of fun cards that you can use. That most people aren't using mm-hmm. to, you know, to bring a little a little variety to your table, and I, I I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that like, um, it it's as we start to wrap up, I think it's it's definitely a hard it's a, it's a it's a flip of the coin for me, honestly. Of like, if I prefer two or one color decks, I think the the restriction and the creativity that you need to build a halfway decent monocolor deck i mean sure you can throw a bunch of cards in a pile and voila um but like to build on those synergies that really make a deck shine um requires some sort of creativity uh beyond being able to be like oh well like i wish i could include this card but it's two two color uh or the second color Mm -hmm. um and you know throwing that away and figuring out like what in one color does that uh it's 
it's exciting. Uh, yeah. It, it, you know, it's where things like our Temple's Treasure episodes really come to shine, where it's like, oh, like, you can find cards in one color that do this. Yes. You're just not looking hard enough. Sometimes maybe they don't exist, but, you know, give it a week and... <laughs> hey, give it a week, there'll be a new setup. Maybe yeah. We'll do it then. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's interesting because, you know, I'm trying to champion the monocolor deck. Right. Um, but when push comes to shove, I, all I have to do is look at my look at my stack of decks, and it's pretty clear that I land very firmly in the in the two color decks. Mm. Um, most of my decks are two color, uh, and even the ones that aren't, um, with with a handful of you know with a few exceptions, a lot of my three color decks are three colors, meaning they're two colors with you know four cards in right. the third color um, which yes makes them three color but in a, you know in a real sense it's two in color in a real here. sense yeah I, I'm not going to die if that third that I want that third color to show up so I can play my commander but right. not much else um, in which I mean you can just make treasure so, or something yeah. um, but I will say the, the monocolor decks that I build they're the they're a lot of times they're the ones that I really remember um, because they you know they're very focused in on what it is that they're doing uh, you know I mean for me we've talked about my Nissa deck um, and I had a Kalidas deck and I've since pulled it apart <laughs> um, and yeah so I, I yeah uh, I think that monocolor decks have a lot of uh, like a lot of variety surprisingly so have we changed your mind no uh i think that two is still superior to one but i do like i have way more fun playing monocolor decks once every couple weeks um and i think it's because it's straightforward uh we'll talk more about monocolor decks later in this season or maybe next season but i think that like they do have their place they're fascinating builds um i think that building a monocolor deck from you know quick glance could be like oh that's super easy you just do this thing and you just throw all these decks right. and but like if you're building it to a certain synergy then it's going to be a little bit more complicated but also like a lot of fun and then when you're playing it you don't have to think about the mana base as hard so you can focus on the gameplay right uh, which is just excellent which is why i love lelia so much you just play a land doesn't matter what land just play it yeah <laughs> um, um i think i'm leaning towards two color deck mm -hmm. but only because i think that the lion's share of the legendary creatures are in two colors mm. um I like three color. I like three color commanders because I like a lot of the variety that they offer within those three colors. Um, I don't. I don't get to build into that as often as I as often as I'd like, just because I tend to, you know, if I find like four different legends that I want to build, invariably the one I want to build the most it ends up being two color because that's what most of the creatures are. Mm. But so I like three color. Um, and I want to be building more monocolor. Um, I like the, 
I like the restriction on it. Uh, I like the challenge, and I like to be able to find, you know, the funky card, which I think I do more so than I do in any other deck. Yeah, I mean, two and one color decks are super solid, and yeah. I think that people who are overhyping four and five color decks are just like it's, it's boring. <laughs> it's boring, you know. Uh, it's hard. It's, I don't know. I don't want to crap on them too much, but uh, two and one color decks just really make it so that your deck can do deck way easier. You can have that fun without the worry of, you know, the house of cards right. <laughs> effect of like, oh, well, like this just threw off my whole game, you know? So, um, but that's going to do it for me. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us, because uh, we're Temple of False Bud. We're decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. Welcome back to, to this. Well, welcome back to the show. Welcome to season eight. Jeez. Uh, we're going to go play some magic. I'm going to go play that new deck I just built. <laughs> it was three colors. Whoops. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'll be thinking about that all night. Uh, Have a great night. Thank you again for listening. And may your fifth land be the temple. Wait, wait. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at Mana Burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!